Charles Spurgeon once said about Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul had not yet reached his own idea of what a Christian might be. He had not yet obtained from Christ all that he expected to obtain. He was not sitting down to rest and be thankful, but he was still hurrying on, reaching after something that was yet beyond him. When we look to the letter of Philippians, we find that Spurgeon wasn't just making some witty statements. Paul really felt that way. If you turn to the third chapter of Philippians in your Bible, you'll find nestled in the middle of a larger defense against some theological adversaries, a section in which Paul advocates for personal perseverance, imitation of godly leaders, and for an upward-looking perspective. So let's explore this passage in less than eight minutes and then set you free to have some discussion in your small groups. First, I want you to see Paul's call for the Philippians to persevere in the faith. And by persevere, I simply mean that Paul wants these people to keep pressing forward in the faith, to keep growing, to keep maturing as a disciple of Jesus. In a way, you could say that Paul is inviting them to progress in the Christian growth. However, I'm using this word perseverance instead of progress because I don't want you to think that progress is automatic. Just look at the words Paul uses. They smell of sweat, blood, and hard work. Press on, straining forward, hold true. There seems to be this silly idea amongst people today that spiritual growth is spontaneous. Well, let me burst that bubble for you. It ain't. Sanctification ain't spontaneous. Sanctification, that is, growing in holiness, is a striving and a straining and steadfast pursuit of Christ. Maturity takes work. It takes discipline. Maturity ain't effortless. But here's the good news. It is a joint effort. That's the other side of the equation. You have a personal responsibility as a born-again child of God to grow, but you only grow by grace. This is why context is so, so important. Notice that this hard-working, blue-collar, spiritual exhortation, man, it, it really comes on the heels of one of the most crisp passages in the New Testament, teaching that great gospel truth that believers are not righteous by their own efforts, but only by faith in Jesus Christ. Let me read verses 9 and 11, 9 through 11 of chapter 3 to you. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So this hard-working, blue-collar, pressing on is not an attempt to please God. God is already pleased with me because of what Jesus has accomplished on my behalf. I am pressing on to obtain the prize that has already been won for me. That's the point that I think Paul is getting at in verses 12 through 14. And this is why I think 
Paul is inviting the Philippians to imitate. This lifestyle of his in which he perseveres in growing by the grace of God. Do not imitate those who seek to make themselves righteous before God. Do not imitate legalists. And do not imitate those who are content with unholiness, who act as enemies of the cross, not by adding to it, but by refusing to live by it. Don't imitate people who look to themselves or to the world, but imitate those who have an upward-looking kind of perseverance, those who are discontent with this world and longing for the next, those who have their minds set on heavenly things instead of earthly treasures, those who are eagerly looking for the second coming of Christ. Brothers and sisters, imitate this kind of living, forgetting what lies behind and straining to what lies ahead. Paul is a great example of this, as were the other apostles. It's hard to miss their heavenward-focused heart as you read their letters and stories in the book of Acts. But the greatest example is also the perfect example of Christ Jesus our Lord. Philippians 2 verses 6 through 11 says this, Have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, I hope this gives you enough fuel to flame up some discussion in your groups, learn from one another, bounce ideas off of each other, seek to understand how the Bible calls you to imitate Jesus in every area of your life. I'll see you later on for the next game. Blessings. Mm-hmm.